What you missed on Prime Time with Clarissa Montero on Money FM. 89.3. That's right, it is Coffee with Clarissa. My guest this afternoon, Lisa Horikawa, Deputy Director, Collections Development at the National Gallery Singapore. Good afternoon. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Clarissa. How does somebody get into this? Is it a lifelong interest in, in museums and collections and history? I guess I'm a case of a, a failed artist. I failed aspired, artist. <laughs> I aspired to become an artist originally. Right. I used to love to paint mm-hmm. and create my own artworks. And then at some point in my life, I figured that I was better at uh, appreciating art. Appreciating right, art. Rather than making. Yeah. All right. So this new collection that's coming, the making of our collection, what what is it about? Yes. So what it's can a we new expect? Art exhibition uh, that's opening this Friday to mm-hmm. the public at National Gallery Singapore. Right. Um, this exhibition, so the title is Recollect the Making of Our Art Collection. Mm-hmm. It marks the beginning um, of a new uh, exhibition series um, that focuses on our acquisitions. Okay. And we thought that as a first of the series, it would be good to revisit um, the history of our collection, how it started in 1960s, mm-hmm. um, with a donation of more than 110 works by made by uh, Dato Lokwanto, who was okay. the co-founder of Cathay Organization. Right. Um, so even though the music... Quite a philanthropist he was. He was, he yes. was. He was a common uh, figure uh, appearing at various uh, openings of art mm-hmm. exhibitions in the mm-hmm. 60s, great supporter of arts. So when he made that donation in the 1960s, he, he hoped that um, one day, um, because this was at a time when there were no state-level art museums in Singapore, right. he hoped that one day uh, the works that he donated to the state would be displayed in a proper art museum. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, he, he passed away in 1964. Before he got to see this. Before he got to see it. Um, but in 1976, there was a, a new museum, mm-hmm. a national sorry, National Museum Art Gallery, mm-hmm. uh, which uh, kind of took on um, his, his collection. And Singapore Art Museum, as you may be aware of, opened in 1996 to, to um, also follow up on this legacy of art museums. And National Gallery Singapore opened in 2015, inheriting the collection of uh, Dato Lokwanto, the seat donation he made in 1960. So our history of the collection actually predates the history of um, a relatively uh, new museum like like us, right? Yeah. So, mm. what is in the the collection? I I probably have seen it, but I don't remember it. Yeah. So refresh my memory. Refresh yeah. all our memories. Yeah. So names like uh, Singapore artist Chong uh, Su Pin, mm-hmm. Liu Kang, Chen uh, Chun Sui, Georgette uh, Chen, uh, the pioneer uh, artist of Singapore art history. So some of the works by these artists. Uh, uh, also presented in this new exhibition that's opening this Friday and um, works by our pioneer artists form uh, an important uh, core of our collection but we have been developing our collection as well by Mm -hmm. um, actively acquiring works uh, both via donation and purchases um, over the years Um, so uh, about 40 works uh, that we're presenting in this exhibition will be presented for the very first time at the gallery. Um, so there's, I, I, I hope that there'll be some new surprises um, when the visitors come and explore the exhibition. Mm. In this exhibition, is it predominantly local artists? Mm. It's, a, it's a mix. So um, even starting from Dato Lok's original seat 
donation in the mm-hmm. 1960s, um, he also collected works by artists beyond Singapore. Right. So, of course, his main focus was on Malaya and Singapore artists, um, but he also collected works by Indonesian artists as mm-hmm. well. So we have uh, inherited and uh, have kind of built on to that uh, legacy. Uh, by collecting works from all over uh, Southeast Asia. But our main focus is on 19th to 20th century. Um, but geographically, uh, our collection is quite diverse. And in this uh, ex- new exhibition, we have works by Thai artists, uh, Malaysian, uh, Filipino artists. It's quite a range of artists you'll be discovering. Okay, so to a neophyte like myself, I mean, I go to museums and I appreciate fine paintings. You have to go to the Louvre, for example, mm. right? But you don't actually know necessarily what you're looking at or, or how fine the work is because I'm not an artist and mm. a lot of us sort of fall into that category. Mm. So help me, what am I looking for mm. when it's regional art? Are there colour schemes or, or subjects that, that these artists from these regions lean towards from this era that you're talking about? Ah, okay, so I think there is a thread of um, like shared um, historical experiences that mm-hmm. many of these countries in Southeast Asia went through. So, for example, the history of um, colonization mm-hmm. or independence and the nation building. Um, so some of those historical uh, experiences are inform, uh, informing or reflected in the works by artists from the region. So it's interesting to see how similar historical experiences can uh, be visualized differently okay. uh, through their artworks. So I would avoid kind of generalizing um, how what is Southeast Asia um, is about. I think um, our duty as a museum specializing on Southeast Asian modern art is really about questioning and asking the question and uh, leaving it open-ended for visitors to explore. You were talking about expanding the collection. What kind of challenges do you face curating exhibitions like this? Ah, So for this exhibition, I think first and foremost was the lack of documentation. So, okay. yeah, because we wanted to visit and really um, be precise mm-hmm. about um, capturing the history of our collecting in the 60s and 70s. But because of the, the, the changing landscape of art institutions in Singapore over time, so starting with National Museum Art Gallery, Sam, to, to us, um, documents have been dispersed um, across different institutions. So, um, I would say this exhibition is a first attempt in kind of consolidating the dispersed set of information. So mm-hmm. sometimes we play a detective-like <laughs> role, <laughs> visiting old archives, um, you know, the old cabinets that haven't been opened in years mm-hmm. to, to look for information that records the history of how uh, each and every artwork has joined the collection. And it's a vast uh, journey because we have more than 8,600 works in, in our collection. Mm-hmm. Um, to do that for all the works, it will require... It will take years. <laughs> yes. yeah. Maybe it's not something that can be completed in my lifetime, but it's, it's definitely a continuing journey. And um, I think collection for any museum is, is really at the heart of its programs and activities and its vision and mission, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, we preserve artistic... We aspire to preserve artistic heritage of Singapore and the region and the objective is really to pass it on to the future generation. So it's a mission that goes beyond our lifetime. So it, there's always a sense of 
responsibility um, that goes into building a collection. Mm-hmm. We're talking to Lisa Horikawa, Deputy Director, Collections Development at the National Gallery Singapore. This new collection that you're talking about that that's basically open to the public from this Friday, is admission free or is there a small sum that we have to pay? It's free for Singaporeans and mm-hmm. PR holders. So okay. we're hoping as uh, for as many you know public as possible to, to have an opportunity to see um, the little known history of our collection and the recent acquisitions we have been making. Is it only art or are there ceramics or um, other mediums? Okay, so there will be paintings, okay. uh, there are some sculptures, okay. and uh, there is also sort of like immersive, um, large-scale installation works and also a video installation. So there's okay. quite a range of works that uh, you'll be seeing. And aside from artworks, we have also uh, made a selection of archival historical documents for those people who, you know, might be more interested in seeing uh, historical material and uh, documents rather mm-hmm. than artworks per se. So there are different entry points yeah, for okay. this exhibition. It does sound fascinating. Now, typical Singaporean like myself, we went to the museums, the art museums or, or whatever it was called when I was a kid because <laughs> it wasn't called this, right? <laughs> and other than a school field trip, there was a point in time when most of us really didn't care that much to mm. go to, back to the museum to go look at art. Mm. Have you seen a shift in, in the younger generation of today, mm. a, a greater, deeper interest in the history of our art, of the output that Singaporean artists made? Have you seen a deepening interest mm. I, I think there has always been an interest in the arts, mm-hmm. but I hope to think that um, with the establishment of National Gallery in 2015, we have um, set up a centre for art education on using, actually dedicating the full, the full floor of a ground level uh, space for uh, families with children and also art educators as well. Mm-hmm. And I hope that to a certain degree have played some role mm-hmm. in attracting more uh, younger communities uh, to, to, to feel a uh, museum as an, some, a place that is accessible and approachable. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, it's not dark and dusty it's not anymore. Dark and dusty. <laughs> yeah, and we we continue to have um, uh, regular updating of programs, mm-hmm. and uh, we also hold special festivals uh, for children as well. So unlike the this you know conventional image that's associated with museums like being static or a place I mean some people have even called it as the the, the cemetery of, 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 of objects art. You know, of art. Um, I don't the museum today I think it defies that image I think there's always a place uh, you discover um, every time um, you, you visit the museum. Even our permanent galleries are constantly being uh, rotated and uh, re, you know, updated as well. So there's a, it's, it's a much more dynamic um, entity, I think, compared okay. to, say, 20 or 30 years when ago. When I was a kid. <laughs> no, yeah. on, honestly, I mean, the thing is, I wasn't terribly interested in museums when I was a kid mm-hmm. uh, because it was very static. Mm-hmm. But as, you know, I've moved along in age... Mm-hmm and have gone to more museums travel and see museums around the world and then come back to the museums in Singapore, you're right, they have become more interactive. Yeah. 
Um, I've walked through museums where they give you an iPod and you're supposed to put it on and, and you dictate the pace of the information that is being uh, shared with you That's through this right. iPod. And, and that brings it alive. That, yeah. that is a very different experience. Mm. So now museums are not dusty and boring to me anymore. <laughs> I actually quite enjoy them. That's great. That's great. And also part of the research that uh, we took on for this exhibition, we came to realize that um, even though the museums in the past may have seemed static, mm. there was a lot going on inside the museum. Yep. So I, we came across notes by previous generations of curators mm-hmm. really struggling with the limited resources they had. Right. And they were going out to visit artists and artist families to receive donations. And um, I hope that some layers of that you know, history um, can be felt uh, through this exhibition as well. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We're talking to Lisa Horikawa, Deputy Director of Collections Development, the National Gallery Singapore. So you said this is the first of a series mm. of collections that you will be rolling out? A series of exhibitions. Exhibitions. Um, focusing on acquisitions. Okay. Yeah. How important are donors to your collection? Oh, they are very critical. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case you're a donor out there, did you hear that? <laughs> Thank you, donors. <laughs> no, I, I mean, the thing is, the arts need their patrons. They need their donors. They need yes. their supporters. Yeah. So out of the eight, 1,630 works we have in our collection. Mm-hmm. About 69% of that uh, join our collection via donation. Um, so you can really see how much the support from private um, individuals and organizations have helped to, to, to build um, our collection. What are some of the, the must-sees at mm. Recollect the Making of our collection? Okay, um, the exhibition, I don't really want to roll out <laughs> too much about the exhibition because I really want you to um, come and see come See it, but we promise we'll come. <laughs> yes, I hope so. Um, the first artwork you see as you enter the exhibition is a very small self-portrait by a batik paint batik artist mm-hmm. um, by the name of Chua Tian Tian, and it's actually the first registered artwork into our collection. So this was part of the original donation made by uh, Dato Lok uh, in 1960, and I really find it heartening that the first artwork that was registered into a collection is a self-portrait of an artist and this um, artist is st- still experimenting with the medium of batik mm-hmm. so it's not as stylized or large as his later works mm-hmm. but you still see his um, rough uh, pencil lines um, preparing for the work and you have the artist kind of looks back at you with this very strong um, look and gaze of uh, determination yeah, of a young artist. That sounds intriguing. Uh, yeah, so this is uh, one example of the work you see. And perhaps uh, the recent acquisitions we have been making uh, in the last few years that uh, we're presenting for the first time. Um, so we have a large-scale uh, installation comprising of over 11,000 medicinal bottles. Oh, how fun! Then <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, an artwork uh, made by Thai artist uh, Nawin Ravan Chaikun. And uh, it's, it's really, um, uh, it was a, a labor of, of love mm-hmm. <laughs> for all of us. Mm-hmm. We spent days in installing the work and we're very happy that we get to share that with the public. I think I've, I walked through an exhibition mm. um, a few years ago where it was really a collection of snuff boxes. Mm. And that was also very intriguing. <laughs> of the 11,000 bottles uh, contained inside uh, black and white photographs of um, elderly uh, community that he that the artist mm. uh, documented over the years. So it contains a photograph. It's almost like a message in a bottle. 
Oh, you know? wow. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and uh, because only half of them contain those photographs you see, you, you kind of feel a sense of um, the disappearance of something very important okay. and, uh, you know, generation full of wisdom. Um, uh, they, they often kind of sidelined mm-hmm. and marginalized um, in the larger uh, dynamic of uh, social development. And um, it's, it's, it's really calling for, for us to, to, to acknowledge the precious you know, lives of, of these people who might, whose names might not be recorded in the history, mm-hmm. but nonetheless the artist has made the effort to, to really um, uh, make each one of them visible through his artwork. It sounds like something I definitely need to see. <laughs> okay, once again, recollect the making of our collection. It's from this Friday. Um, where exactly? Sintel Special Exhibition Gallery, which is on level three of the City Hall Wing of National Gallery Singapore. All right. I suggest everybody makes a trip, trot down there, <laughs> take a look at this exhibition. Okay. It does sound quite intriguing and good luck with more acquisitions and more donors. Thank you so much, Lisa Horikawa, so for coming and talking to us on Money FM 89.3. Appreciate it. Thank you.